GM. Welcome to the Web3 Writers Hour. I'm CD Demisio, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Edward Carpenter. Our friend Odd Writings, looks like Cryptoversal Books, is joining us. Rihanna Morgan is here. Good morning, everybody. GM to everyone. Good morning. I have a mouthful of peanuts. Mm. <laughs> a mouthful of peanuts. Well, you know what? I hope uh, Charlie and Lucy and uh, Snoopy, I hope they're all doing okay. Like I'm, I'm sad that you're eating them, but I hope that they're a healthy meal. I am old enough to get that. I I loved reading those those cartoons. That was my favorite cartoon as a kid. Was a was a with peanuts. I I collected those books. Those are great. Good morning, everyone. Cryptoversal, so great to see you, man. Uh, man, I love that PFP. Your creator's PFP PFP is just it's a good one. I really enjoy seeing it. It's nice to see you in the space. Yeah, I'm having fun with the uh, PFP and the creators, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's good. Well, uh, I noticed you're also having fun with uh, Moonlings, man. You you. So we've got a um, with the Moonlings project. We've got a lore card contest going on, and it's pretty simple. You come into the Discord. You contribute a. You don't have to own a Moonling or anything, but you come into the Moonlings Discord. You contribute a story of any length, from six words to six thousand words, whatever you want, and you put that in the lore channel. And then that allows you to then fill out the lore card for the week. We're going to do five of these. We're going to give away five lore cards. And so far, Cryptoversal is the only one who's contributed the story, so he's the only one who gets to actually do the lore card. And it's his story's great. I'm I'm rooting for you, buddy. I love what you're doing with it. You know, it's funny the um, the blades that are the subject of the uh, the lore. Um, I did I did a whole bunch of research on blades. I'm like, okay, what kind of hilt is this? What what is, what is this this material? What kind of point is it? What is it? A throwing knife? Is it a stabbing knife? And in the end, I didn't use any of it. I just went with a with a completely different idea. Um, <laughs> that that often happens. Hey, do you, do you, it's not very long. Do you want to read it for us? It would be great to start the space with actually a piece of writing, and I'd love to hear you reading it, because it's just such a great story. Sure. Uh, let me, let me uh, go into the Discord and uh, see if I can find it. Okay, while you're looking for it, I'll just say that Moonlings are a project where we've attempted to make ourselves a literary Web3 project. We want to really focus on writing and lore and storytelling and community storytelling. So that's one of the things that, for Moonlings, it's been really important. So we're going to be doing five of these lore cards, and there's going to be five Moonlings that we can give away. And pretty easy to pretty easy to take part in it so hope, hopefully we'll see you guys all are you ready cryptoversal yeah yeah i found it so this is um my character prince midas and the uh the subject is the blades so prince midas tapped his foot and checked his watch he'd spent the better part of an hour already waiting in the line that had a peculiar quality that moonlings called quantum bureaucratic expansion there were three people in front of him now a number that would steadily decrease until no one was left between himself and the check-in clerk but only if he continued to focus on the line with all of his attention. In a moment of distraction, the number of people could, Gun! That man has a gun! 
might have snapped his head toward the entrance where an old friend was reveling in the attention the shout had brought his way. Yes, this man has a gun, and I'm so glad you noticed it, my goodlings. The Mark Seven shotguns are out, and you're looking at one of the first units to roll off the assembly line. Oh, hey, Midas. Gamoonling to you. Gamoonling, Oscar. Midas returned his old but trusty acid rifle to its holster. While his back had been turned, the three people ahead of him had turned into six. Mind if I cut in front of you, old buddy? Oscar asked. I have an important report to file. We all have important reports to file, Midas replied. That's what this line is for. I could pull rank. You could, Midas admitted, if you still outranked me. Ouch, said Oscar. That promotion's really gone to your big, dumb, golden head. Fine, then. Don't mind me. I'll be waiting all the way in the back. Fine, said Midas. And he kept his attention focused straight ahead. This time, the building would have to burn down around him before he'd even blink. In due course, Midas reached the front of the line with a blue envelope containing his field report. The clerk grabbed the envelope with one hand and plucked a blade from her back with the other. In a fluid motion, she sliced open the seal, removed the contents, and shoved the papers into a different envelope, a red one. The brass hilt of her blade came down on the seal, imprinting the signet of her office. Will that be all? she asked. Midas frowned. He didn't wish for his paperwork mission to take up any more of his time than it already had, but there was one thing he'd always wanted to know. Why are there six blades on your back? She sighed. Moonling Civil Service recognizes six circles of bureaucracy, each requiring its own hierarchy. Clerks need to be trained in all of them, since a single transaction can fall under all six at once, in theory. But in practice, we usually use the same blade over and over and over. Gun! That man has a gun! Someone shouted in the back of the room. Midas shook his head. For moon's sake, Oscar, put the shotgun away. But when he turned around, it wasn't Oscar holding a gun, but a notorious outlaw whose face was plastered over a thousand wanted posters across Oberon City. The Lunar Kid! A blade sprouted in the Lunar Kid's chest. Then another, then another. Ah, crap, he said, dropping to his knees. What a day I'm having. Here... This office building looked like a bank from the outside. The kid pitched over into a pool of blood, which somebody had carelessly left by the entrance. He was incapacitated, but his wounds were superficial. He'd be taken in alive. The clerk was breathing hard from a triple shot of moonling adrenaline that had accompanied her triple throw. Nice grouping, Wint might have told her. I kind of wish I'd missed, she frowned. The paperwork on this is going to be a bitch. The end. That's <laughs> so good, man. I think we should open Greg, up. Greg, holy shit. That was we hysterical, man. Every one of these with a piece of writing, for sure. Um, it was great. Dylan, go for it, man. I love hearing you. Oh, dude, I just want to say I'm laughing my head off right now. That was amazing. That was the best piece of writing of any sort I've read all week. Thanks, dude. Glad you like yeah, it. I think that uh, we should definitely have more readings on the uh, Web3 Writers Hour. Yeah, you know what? It's a it's a good way. Maybe we should just like plan on that and just start each one of them with a piece of reading. I mean, introduce introductions and then have somebody read something. We could get people to, you know, maybe volunteer to read something each week. Um, I do want to say good morning to Riona. Uh, Dylan, I said good morning to you, but I'll say good morning to you again. But Riona, how are you? I am great. I'm great. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. It sounds like your cold has cleared up. 
Yes, I'm sounding more like myself, but I'm actually on Twitter on my computer and not on my cell phone. So I thought that I would give that a try this morning. So that's really exciting. So no, I'm great. I'm super excited to be here and Cryptoversal Books. I loved your story. I just I just finished reading it because I was like, oh, I'm supposed to write one of those. And I'm like, I'm not going to write one of those after that, but maybe I will anyway. <laughs> nice. Please do. And remember, it's the lore cards that are going to determine who the winner is. Um, you know, so make make your lore card count. But also, you know, the stories are fun to read. Okay, so that's the Moonlings portion of the show. Edward, you brought some amazing topics for us to talk about this week. And by the way, I'm using a different set of headphones this week, so a different mic. Everything sound okay? Sounds good to me, brother. In that case, it's all you, Mr. Carpenter. Wow, that is that is no pressure at all, I guess. Um, so my topics, I guess, were uh, interactive tokens and virtual readings and onboarding um, folks to the metaverse, uh, folks that do not have a crypto wallet or even know or care about cryptocurrency or NFTs and in some ways, I think those are exactly the sort of people we, we want to reach more of. So um, I guess I could start with the uh, the latter part. So virtual readings, we just had one of those. Um, and I'll throw a, a link up in the uh, our little nest, I guess, um, that has a link tomorrow. We're doing a, uh, a virtual uh, poetry event, a virtual kind of open mic. Because I suppose it does not have to be poetry if someone has flash fiction or spoken word or, or anything small. I, even a bit of lore like that, I think, would fit. Um, but one of the uh, the organizations I'm part of, which is Lit, has a kind of a virtual, you know, tower in the metaverse uh, called the Litadel, where they sort of display a lot of art and host um, gatherings. They've hosted movie nights before. Um, I've done one other reading in... Uh, in the metaverse, in kind of an on cyber, I think it is the the service that kind of creates these virtual worlds. And I think I did that about almost a year ago now, uh, last December, I think, for uh, the Happily Ever After NFT short story I released with um, Creatokia. Uh, but this time, you know, I had so much fun in at NFT uh, NYC uh, doing a kind of this pop up um, poetry reading. I think Rihanna was there. Um, I think, uh, you were there, um, who else? There's a few people in the group, uh, some people who aren't here today. Uh, Katie Dozier was my co-host then. Um, it was so much fun that I said, Hey, now that lit has this place, why don't we use it to host a, a poetry reading? And it turns out that these days you can log into, um, on cyber without a wallet you can just log in with your social media credentials so i'm going to try and get some people who are completely unaligned to uh kind of the nft art because we can display their art um, we can display their poems anything that is a uh, just a jpeg or a png or an mp4 uh, we can have up on the walls and then i believe anybody should be able to read their work so uh, i'm going to stop talking let odd writings jump in and then we can come back to things like interactive tokens at a later date Hey, thanks. I just wanted to point out real quick. So, Edward, you're in Australia, correct? That is correct. Okay. So, when you said that the thing is tomorrow, 
What you mean is Thursday. Is that right? That is also correct. Okay, good. Because I got Thanks very for confused. Clarification. I, yeah. <laughs> I will throw the, uh, the official link from uh, from Lit up in the uh, the nest here presently. But yes, it is uh, Thursday. Um, it's uh, I think it's our original time, uh, two o'clock Eastern, I believe, uh, because um, we sort of pulled the audience, and that works well um, around the world. Uh, it hits Europe. It hits most of America. And those of us in Asia just have to get up early for it. Okay, cool. Possibly, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be reading a, a poem on there, so I'll be able to make it. I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to make it, but it looks like I'll be able to make it. So I'm happy about that. So continue on, Edward. Awesome. Uh, that is. That's great to hear. Uh, one of the things I'll be doing in the next uh, 24 hours is to jump into the Litadel, figure out where our space is. Um, kind of give people a visual, try and post some visuals of what it looks like, and actually uh, try and get the um, anything that people send me in advance. Uh, I will get the art posted up. They have easels. They have wall mounts. Um, I think the wall mounts can accommodate uh, MP4s and GIFs. The easels can accommodate anything static. And, for example, uh, Odd Writings, I know that, that you have one of your palindromes. I was just going to go ahead and put that up on one of the easels. Um, and then we'll see how how well I can do things like pivot to some big screen depends on what sort of space we have. Um, but yeah, one of the, the neat things is I think that we'll be able to have this this display up, keep it up for a few days or until the next time Lit wants to use the space for something. Um, and then people who have missed the thing, which I think we may actually be able to record, uh, will be able to say, well, you can still go and read the arts, you know, listen to any of the movies on the wall, uh, enjoy it at your own pace. So, yeah. I think that's it for me. I'd like to turn it back to um, the rest of um, us because we tend to be a very, you know, kind of interactive forum here. And I'll come back to this this idea of interactive tokens um, maybe a little bit later uh, if we don't have some other interesting stuff to discuss. And I post an example of those up in the chat as well. And it looks like Dylan, uh, Dylan, you got your hand up. Go for it. Cool. Hey, thanks, uh, CD. I, I wanted to jump in before Edward jumped out and just ask him one question and say that I have a, po a poem that I actually sold to a collector who's a really strong dev, and it's called Oh Pizza Down. I'd be happy to show up and maybe read that or something. But but also, Edward, um, dude, um, I, I'm so curious about Lit. Like, I've been trying to, like, learn more about this. Is this an organization that you founded, or is this something that you've joined and just kind of run with? And, uh, like, like, where can I find out more, sir? Okay, I, I certainly did not found Lit, um, but I, I got involved uh, fairly early on in what was a very interesting um, project, you know, kind of back at the height. I was trying to explain to my wife, you know, what, what was going on with NFTs and, and crypto in general right now. And I said, I think 20, late 2021, 2022 was sort of the, uh, the first um, internet bubble. If everybody remembers, like, I think it was Petco and a few different things. There was a time when everything and everyone was going to try and turn whatever they did into a, uh, a web service. Um, I think in 2008, maybe, if I remember right, that all kind of blew up. Um, but then it turned out, you know, Web2 didn't die after the crash. It, the, the strong things, the things that stuck uh, stuck around and, and now have pretty much taken over the uh, the internet. Um, and I think that, that we are kind of, the NFT space, the Web3 space, is sort of going through that same thing now. Um, but yeah, so Lit was, you know, they were riding high at the beginning. Um, 
and up right up until the end of the sort of the crash in mid 2022 um, with a lot of really interesting projects um, some pretty dynamic they had dynamic nfts they I think that the snake game was an actual video game that you could play as an nft um, with prizes and uh, I think they had some collaborations with Johnny Depp um, but what really interesting about me was that they were they were trying to build an actual DAO out of it, and a DAO that was really very much specifically focused at supporting um, art and artists and breaking sort of the um, the barriers uh, that have been erected in the entertainment industry in terms of music and movies and, and art in general. Um, and so that was something I was passionate about. So I've been on the the council that's trying to put a DAO together, which we all thought was going to be a three-month process, and it's turned out to be about a year process. Uh, but we're getting very close to the end of it. We're we're getting the the wallet set up, the um, the multi-sig set up, and we're getting the uh, the actual DAO created as a um, you know an actual legal entity in the state of Wyoming, which tends to be kind of forward-leaning into all things kind of. Um, they started LLCs, I guess. The the limited liability corporation back in the United States was was started in Wyoming years ago. Um, they're very privacy friendly. They're very kind of innovative. Um, and then once that's done, which I'm hoping will be relatively soon, uh, what I'm really excited about is the fact that then the community uh, will have a lot of um, these lit tokens, which are their organic kind of utility token. Um, but also a good chunk of Ethereum and Optimism um, to start using uh, to support art and artists. Um, and then in the meantime, they've been doing some really interesting things like this Litadel uh, and their you know lit support, lit artist stuff. Um, so that's that's kind of lit in a nutshell. And that's why I'm still bullish, even though it's been a, a lot of tears for some people and a, a lot of hard work um, for a, a small section of us, to be sure. Lit was to become a lit, all you need is one lit. I think it's worth 0. 0.000005 or something ridiculously small. But if, if anyone's not a litizen yet, I'm happy to drop you the small number of tokens required to actually, you know, verify into the Discord, become part of the family. And for artists, again, I, I really recommend them. They're a community that I've I've recommended since the very beginning, simply because I think uh, they do a really great job of of supporting art and artists, especially those of us who are sort of on the smaller smaller end of things. Except, uh, you know, there's some really you know famous and big names who are you know litizens and artists, and uh, and then there's uh, small fry like me. So it's a, it's, a, it's a place where everybody can can be themselves. Lit was such a fun experience from the beginning. I mean, the drops that they did, you know, my favorite is the Robert De Niro, whose like facial expression changes depending on the price of ETH. Um, but also there was that there was that amazing party in New York at NFT NYC. You, me and Riona were all there and uh, along with a bunch of other people. Um, yeah, Lit's been a great community to be a part of. And I haven't been nowhere near as involved as you have but from the beginning i've been sort of like hanging out and checking it out and i love seeing all the stuff that comes out of there and how the community just keeps continuing together in fact the first party that they had in at nftla uh, back when it was that uh, that's actually where me and edward first met uh, a couple of gin and tonics at a nice nice bar uh bought by lit it was pretty actually no i think we had to buy our own did we? <laughs> I don't remember. No, I, think, I think we had to buy our own drinks, but we I had the, the rare opportunity to actually buy drinks for, I think, um, uh, Mark Manson and uh, um, Neil uh, 
uh, yes, Neil Strauss. Um, I thought, about to say Neil deGrasse Tyson, not not quite that that big. Of a <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I've I've thought that um, from the get go, it has been a a chance to um, really break out uh, of you know get out from behind the screen, and that's one of the things that I'd like to see us do more of. And also one of the things you know that the the metaverse gives us a chance to interact in a different way, a little more um, interactive way than than even these spaces. But again, spaces is something I came to through lit and through Web three. I would not have become a part of them. I don't think otherwise. Yeah, I've had my eye on Lit. I, I have, I think, I know I have at least one Lit token because I'm in their Discord, although I, I rarely check it. But yeah, the the um, Survive All Apocalypses Project One book, um, one of one of my all time favorite uh, literary NFTs. Yeah, I think that was the second. The third NFT I bought, I believe, I think I got the Create Tokyo Create Token and the Page Dow Creators Pass, and then I think um, Project One was my my third third acquisition. Probably still my most expensive acquisition. Hey, I want to take a break for a second here and just uh, reach out to the audience and say, hey, you guys, this is Web Three Writers Hour. We are more of a conversation uh, about Web3 and writing, and so it's inclusive. So if you guys want to come up and have something to say, I see Calf out there. Nice to see you, brother. Om, it's nice to see you. You've been in the Vagabond Discord lately. We've seen some rocking stuff from you. Uh, glad to have you there. Um, also, see authored style out there, styling in the audience. And we see uh, Bettina. I don't know that we know each other yet, but hopefully we will. And Indefatigable, always nice to have you here. I think we've sent you all. Uh, invites to come up on the stage if you want to share what you're reading, what you're writing, what's exciting about Web3 with you. But that's enough for me. Edward, we had another topic uh, that we were going to talk about. Okay, so for me, I guess it would be <clears throat> um, interactive uh, interactive tokens. So when I first did um, started doing this, this arts and poetry uh, journal, um, the, my original idea was the Readle platform um, had an opportunity in their uh, stories interface to split the revenue of any uh, literary NFT you created with them um, among a variety of wallets. And so I created this uh, this literary journal on the Polygon that was, you know, uh, Arts and Poetry was the title, and it was mostly um, poetry. And what I was expecting was that I was going to get artists who sent in visual art, and I was going to get poets who sent in just some some black and white text, like you might see in a traditional journal. You know, something that you might have seen uh, on Walt Whitman's page. Um, instead, what I got was a lot of poets who had already integrated their words with their own art, or with AI art, or their friends' art. Um, but we did get some just pure art pieces as well, um, which really spoke to me. Uh, and so we got that done, and. Then I was like, you know, Polygon is a good blockchain in many ways, um, much better in some ways than Ethereum for sort of general purpose uh, distribution of media. You know, if, if you went to the supermarket, you would probably pay, expect to pay, you know, five to ten dollars for a, a journal, a magazine of some sort. Um, so to buy one on Ethereum 
where, you know, the cost of buying it might be more than the cost of the magazine itself due to gas fees. Um, I didn't think that was really in the long term going to be a viable option for for getting these poems and this art out to a big audience. So I liked Polygon, but I didn't think that the community um, of Polygon users was as strong as some others. And also, you know, the, the interface, Riedel was like many of the early literary NFT projects, you know, kind of its own, you know, marketplace. It's, it's a very distinct thing. You only go there for one thing, and that's that's literature. Um, and I had started collecting a lot of art on Tezos. Uh, I liked, again, the, the low cost of transactions um, and sort of the reasonable costs of uh, just sort of pricing for a lot of works. Um, and it turned out that they allowed PDFs which made for a very interesting sort of like a flip flip book. Um, so that was where the, the the first journal, which was always conceived of being cross-chain, and we'd like to bring to more, especially the low-cost chains at some point. Um, and I opened it up for the second volume, and having you know talked to some people, uh, I thought it would be very easy to incorporate uh, MP4s, um, so to bring some actual, uh, uh, turn up the volume, basically. And it turns out that that was not possible. It used to be you could embed um, movie files in a PDF. Uh, and that that functionality has been nerfed. Even if you own you know, the Adobe software, you can't, it turns out, um, really do a functional job embedding. So that slowed me down. But it turns out that there are interactive tokens. And it's basically uh, just HTML. So actually, this um, if you look at the object version of this, the, the Tezos version. Um, I wrote that uh, just in plain HTML with no uh, no WYSIWYG interface. I'm sure there's better ways to do it, um, but I just broke out my old um, HTML coding hat. And, uh, and still, I ended up getting stuck on this one. My, you know, I don't like to play favorites or say anything is my favorite, but the, the most interesting um, piece from a technological perspective was one by um, this lady that I've met again, IRL. We've gone to um, uh, open mics in Amsterdam last time I was visiting there. Uh, her name is Futuradora, and she works with not just the written word and visuals, um, but also sound, especially Morse code. And so she had this, what I consider to be a pretty amazing piece, and I just could not get it to work. Um, the video would play, but I could not get the volume. Um, and the, again, this was the part of the piece that I was really excited about. Uh, you know, I could I could display it as a GIF, but that that missed the point. So I finally figured out um, that uh, from a web perspective, um, a lot of the software, the the browser software, uh, Chrome, which underlies a lot of uh, even the non-Chrome um, internet. Uh, it doesn't like um, some older MP4 encodings. It really likes this format called WEBM, Web Movie. And once I re-encoded um, very easily uh, the file as a WebM instead of an MP4, lo and behold, it worked. And now we have a um, an interactive uh, an interactive file that if you open it up an object. Uh, you get to just scroll through like you would a web page. You can click on links. Um, you can hit play when you get to her uh, 
her poem and you can turn the volume up or down as you like. Uh, and so what I really am excited about is that this really opens up the next uh, thing, which I think is spoken word. Uh, so to be able to actually have, so right now hers is kind of a one-off, um, but I can see, I can easily see the next, um, the next few volumes having a lot more of this um, in it, or just having the option to, yep, you've read, you read Rihanna's poem. If you want to listen to it in her reading, you can hit play, or you can just enjoy it as, you know, the written poem. So that's, um, that's interactive nfts and that's kind of got me excited it's been a very long hard road but uh i'm really happy to have, have reached this point with it you know who's done uh, quite a bit with that actually is uh indefatigable right here in the audience on the stage yeah yeah i'm just holding myself back for my excitement um uh i mean I was a web dev before I was any other kind of dev, so it feels really cool to be able to dust off those old HTML skills and make those into NFTs. Uh, and uh, Naughty Monsters was is our versions of interactive web pages that are using 3D interactive stuff to like let you interact with the Naughty Monsters. I There aren't many examples out there of people doing... Um, interactive uh, HTML-based objects. Uh, but the the real challenge that we find, like like Edward Carpenter was saying, is like getting things to work inside that environment where everything is that you have to upload has to live on uh, decentralized storage and has to talk to each other forever um, is a little bit different from like how web development has progressed over the last, you know, two decades where everything requires a server or some kind of hosting. And so it requires like kind of going back to the old Netscape days in your, in your thinking where you want to like make sure everything can run purely client side and run forever. Um, <laughs> I'm still, I still have experiments that I've, I'm working on with that, but I, I actually released some music using that, uh, custom built interface with 3d things. Some of you have those tokens, which is cool. Those are all HTML interfaces. This because I think it's fun to play around with the format. I'm working on a system now where, um, it, for people who are comfortable with Canva, um, Canva's web page generation tools are really, really schnazzy. And um, what I want to do is build a little plugin that allows someone to like make a Canva presentation and just zap it into uh, NFT format. And I think that tool would, would make it easier for a lot of creators to have like really cool, the best of Web 2 style experiences with like sleek transitions and animations on the page and cool graphics and you know i see um but but all the data on the back end would get saved in in decentralized storage so that it would look good yeah i'll shut up now oh no i didn't, didn't want you to shut up i was just gonna say um canva is actually one of uh australia's kind of big um success stories kind of like skype was for estonia back in the day um, and my wife, who is Australian um, and a uh, does marketing and does a lot of things, 
She is a Canva fanatic. Um, and I think there'd be a massive, massive um, excitement for that. And I'll actually be going to Os CryptoCon in November, I think the 11th and 12th. So if you have anything, feel free to reach out to me on the side. Um, if you've got something active, something in beta, uh, I'd definitely be able, um, interested in, in uh, both checking it out myself, but also um, uh, trying to get some of the word out for you as well. And again, one of the reasons I really like these Web3 Writers Hours, you just don't know what you're going to find out. Um, I certainly didn't expect that somebody was working on a candle plug-in to enable the, the easy production of interactive NFTs, uh, but it is great to hear. Um, and speaking of interactive NFTs, I do have a question. Rihanna, um, I went to sleep for a few hours in between uh, getting that dropout, and, uh, but I got a note from you saying that you had had a challenge. Your Temple wallet didn't like trying to buy that NFT. And at least one other person has told me that they were challenged. But then I know Katie Dozier was able. She's apparently our first collector, so big hand to her. Um, was able to get it. So I wonder if it's something with Temple. I wonder if it's because it is a big file compared to some other files. Although it's not, um, it's only about half of what the max that object allows you to upload in terms of um, file size. So just curious if a lot of people are trying to buy this and it's failing on them. Obviously, I need to, to work on something. Yeah, um, I thought maybe it was me, you know, because I'm not always tech savvy, but I buy a lot of things, collect a lot of things on object anyway. And so I thought, well, I'll collect something else just to see, is it me? And so I did. I, I collected something by MS Borland. And then I went back to try to then collect um the volume two again, and it still wouldn't let me. And I sent you some screenshots of some of the errors that I was getting just to kind of help. And so if you need somebody to like, if you fiddle with it a little bit, and then you need somebody to jump in and try to buy it again to see if it's been repaired, let me know. And I'm around all day and I can, you know, work with you on that. That's no problem. Yeah. Wonderful. I really appreciate that. Um, Sadly, I'm not sure what there is I will be able to do, but I'll, I'll do some research and see. Because I know it shows like gas fee zero, storage fee zero, adjust storage limit. Um, yeah, I've never, I don't get those sorts of things. I use AirGap, um, which is a different wallet. Uh, but and I know there's Kukai, I know there's a few, but I know Temple is one of the big ones. So yeah, if people are having trouble with Temple. That's potentially challenging. So let me see if I can look into why um see if this is a thing that happens um or if it's just like a i don't know some sort of warning feature they have okay yeah definitely and then we'll just keep in touch and one thing i'll add i know dylan has his hand up is it's definitely not related to the size the, the main thing is like the contract that gets created on the object sometimes it doesn't like it i've run into it hundreds of times on uh temple and typically, I'll just keep retrying it until it works. I'll just, yeah, it's weird. That's good to know. It's from a, from a creator standpoint, it's it's sad because many people will probably not go to the the trouble to retry and retry. Um, but but yeah, that that is interesting. That the different wallets will have a different experience. I never thought that might be the case. I do have a 
one ask for the audience, um, and obviously completely up to you whether you want it or not. Uh, Riona, I noticed you just you shared the um, the lits uh, the link sort of to the the poetry thing we're doing, and I'll again I'll try and get everybody um, the latest and greatest on that as well. But I threw up a link to um, a reply on Cosmo Medici's Art Tank every Tuesday. And this is a good bit of gouge if you're an artist, in case you didn't know. Every Tuesday, um, about an hour before the show kicks off, he usually drops a post saying um, that he and some of his um, curators are looking for art. Um, and so I put the arts and poetry in this time, again, because, you know, I kind of said uh, it does two things I think are really important. One, it showcases great art, but two, it showcases the power of the blockchain to instantly um, and equitably distribute all the proceeds um, to the creators. So there's no publishing house taking a cut um, and nobody's waiting till the end of the quarter for their, their small royalty check. Um, but if anybody has a moment to just interact with that, uh, that reply, it is likely to bring it a little higher to his attention. Um, which would be great if we get someone of his magnitude uh, to even kind of look at it. I think that would be great for about 19 other people in the community. So up to you if you want to, but uh, that would be my one ask for the day. And we will be giving away a copy at some point. Um, so I should probably stop talking and find a little spinny thing um, that we can uh, randomly select a winner for a copy that hopefully will go to the wallet uh, without erroring out. That's amazing, Edward. Um, hey, so I did want to interject here. I want to say that when we put our hands up in this space, for those of you who are here, when we put our hands up, we're not trying to get the person to stop talking. All we're trying to do is let you know that, hey, we've got something that we'd like to share so that we don't step on someone else and things like that. So when you see someone's hand go up, don't think that you have to shut up. It, that's not exactly what it is. Just go ahead and put your hand up when you're ready, and it's all good. Dylan, your hand's been up for a while, dude. Cool. Yeah, um, I'm not trying to step on anybody as I like lead into my like shill for the week or anything, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, I definitely was just indicating uh, that I had something when we were ready. It sounds like we're ready. That's awesome because uh, I don't know if anybody else has been following this project or not. <laughs> Actually, I know a lot of people have, and thank you to uh, in particular. CD and Rihanna and Odd Writings, all three of my collectors from Worldview Ethics thus far. Uh, but guess what? The big day is tomorrow. Uh, that, that's when we finish uh, the, the first phase of the project. We're, we're going to launch SA6, which is distributed cognition, uh, later tonight. Um, and, and so that'll become available to read and to bid on over on Rarible and uh you know, it's just, it's been the craziest thing. You know, it's, it's been a six month long project. I've, I've written everything in public to one extent or another. Um, you know, a lot of this has been, uh, you know, followed by the people in the worldview ethics reading group and by the people that are on my, uh, friend tech, um, where I've been releasing some of these essays a little bit early for, for comments and stuff. Haven't had just a ton of comments except for things like, you know, Hey, like this is pretty heady stuff. I'm a little bit intimidated, you know, um, and, and so, so, you know, that's, that's, um, that's phenomenal feedback to get with, with, uh, you know, an intellectual pursuit, like philosophy, you know? Um, and so, so I just want to say, I'm so grateful to everyone who's been involved with the project thus far. Um, to me, it's been just an absolute resounding success. Like this, this is the birth of decentralized philosophy, right? 
And, and, and so like what we're going to see over the next couple of months, I'm going to continue writing, uh, you know, book reviews and just, you know, kind of uh, using that to, you know, put a few more of these ideas out in the public to, to make it a little bit more accessible for folks uh, that are willing to come in and do all the reading. And uh, and then I, I think that there's a good chance that, that we're going to start, uh, you know, getting real progress toward the actual book. Uh, shortly, and and so I'm I'm still aiming to uh, have something ready to release, um, you know, on Web three timetables, of course, uh, sometime during 2023 still. So, uh, folks, I, I could not be more excited. Um, I'm so glad to have so many supporters on this call. Um, I'm so glad that so many people have taken the time to to read, interact with, and even you know write the project alongside me. So so thank you all so much. Um, we've done it. We're, we're at the end of phase one. Uh, so, so it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful time. Congrats, Dylan. That's amazing. Uh, congrats on everything. And I know I owe you uh, some feedback on the essay that uh, I collected. I'll get to it, I swear. Yeah, with the hands up thing, I often put my hand up just because, you know, I, I don't think that, that we, that the hosts consider ourselves to be much different from everybody else in the room. Um, and I just want to say you were still, this is one that, again, I just, I've not been as involved with as I wanted to be um, just because of so many other things going on. I'm hoping to jump in on the end, perhaps, uh, because, you know, I have a degree in philosophy, so I should definitely be engaging with stuff like this. But I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about um, the way the platform you're releasing with is still quest of evolution right um is that how's that working out how are you experiencing that as a creative um and what's it like setting one of your thoughts loose in the world and then having other people add on to it oh what a question thank you edward um yes it is a little bit daunting you know uh, and there's this tendency that we have as writers to go back and read the stuff that we've written. And I, I think in one of the author's notes, even I, I mentioned, you know, the way that these things are kind of uh, muse inspired, you know, and, and I'm writing them kind of in real time as we go. So it's not really a thing where, you know, I can write it all and then go back and kind of edit and make sure it all you know stacks up. So, so I've been uh, really thrilled with one particular aspect of the project from a philosophical standpoint, which is the way that the things that I had to say early on have held up. Um, because I, I think there, you know, at least to some extent is, is always the, the risk that you're taking uh, when you do things that, you know, are moderately uh, predictive or whatever of, of other developments that are going to happen. Um, you know, and that risk is just that, you know, it might not actually turn out the way you said. <laughs> so, so with worldview ethics, fortunately, that hasn't been a problem. Uh, I have nothing still but good things to say about the quest of evolution. Uh, oddly enough, the project is going to be evolving. Um, and, and, and so, so the new form it's taking is called Blockbook. You can jump in on the community call each week and hear more about that. Um, but I will say about the Worldview Ethics Project, this is going to stand on quest of evolution. Uh, so so the, the mechanism, uh, the, the storage for the assets, um, the smart contract, the blockchain, everything is going to stay up, even though the evolution is is kind of changing the quest of evolution project into something a little bit more user friendly. Um, so so there will be actually two ways to contribute to worldview ethics moving forward. Um, way one will be to to hold one of these NFTs. Um, I could see these potentially being like kind of a collector asset type of thing because there there aren't going to be more made. 
Um, so, so this is going to be really, really interesting to see kind of, kind of how the, the project navigates uh, the end of its parent project. Uh, but everything's going to live on. And, and really and truly, I, I totally hope that, you know, these become collector assets and this becomes interesting art and kind of like a curiosity piece from the past and stuff as, as time moves on. Because I have loved working with the team. I, I've loved releasing the work this way. I've, I've loved the thought that like what we're doing is creating uh, a different type of you know, essay, I guess, in some sense, a, d- a different type of scientific slash philosophical slash academic literature um, that, that people can participate in in a different way. And I, I really have enjoyed working with Andrew in particular, because I, I think he just totally sees the same thing and really, really enjoys kind of kind of that take from me. And so there's just a lot of really great synergy. And I'm, I'm stoked to, uh, you know, say that I, I actually have intentions to be an architect with, with Blockbook moving forward. Um, you know, I, I personally, uh, want, I'll, I'll let you guys be the judge of, of SA6, um, but I personally feel um, pre-launch, <laughs> so anything could still happen, but I personally feel that, that SA6 really kind of is the, the cherry on top of the icing that, that makes the whole project start to, to make a little bit more sense for people. You know, it's kind of like, what are we doing here? Like, why is all this stuff important? You know, yes, it was important to get it out first so that people understand the essay six when they read it. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's a little bit different ask than most of what people are finding on social media these days. And so I really just, again, I, I can't say enough how much I appreciate everyone uh, having the patience to, to follow along in the creation of this uh, this unique art project. And, and then, uh, you know, to either get involved or to participate in other ways. Um, and just to see it through to the end, uh, thank you so much. So speaking of the end, um, I know that we are not out of time, but uh, we have used up a good bit of the hour, and a lot of that has been spent with me talking. So I'm just curious if anybody else in the group um, has something that uh, is on their mind, something that they've discovered, something they want to share, uh, something that they're struggling with. Um, this is definitely the time to uh, to have a chat about it. Well, I've been hogging the mic too, but I wanted everybody to know I dropped a uh, link to an indefatigable tweet in the nest. Um, this is a new song that, that India has put out called Watery Life. And it's really, really good. So check it out. Uh, I think a lot of collectors are in the audience here today, or speakers actually. I'm st- on the on the stage here today. Aww. <laughs> no one calls songwriting writing, but I think of it as like one continuum. But uh, so I often don't show lyrics song lyrics as uh you know in the same class as poetry or 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 literary work but i thank you for sharing dylan and i hope everybody checks it out hey and when you do check it out too you can actually if you buy one of these you can actually uh as a token holder you can add a comment on a specific point of the music so you know, you can pick a lyric that you like or pick a section of it that you like, and you can actually 
add a comment to that specific section so that when you're listening to it, your comment comes up when that when that particular thing is. It doesn't interrupt the music, but it comes up like textually when you're watching the NFT. It's so cool. Um, I really love that platform. I love the the music and I love your lyrics. Indy. like, of course, songwriting is writing. I mean, storytelling is storytelling, no matter what form you're using. And Dylan, thank you so much for pinning that up in the nest. It's really important that we um, take care of each other like that. Odd writings, your hand is up, sir. So I wonder now that you said that uh, indefatigable or indefatigable. Um, so when you make a comment, I, I take it that are you the only person that sees that comment or is this some kind of weird platform thing where anybody that owns it can see other people's comments? Because that would be wild. Everyone can see owners' comments. It is the coolest thing. I have had so much fun buying music and knowing that someone gets to see my comments at that time. <laughs> and like, uh, CD bought one and like has the opening line commented. <laughs> one forever who sees that will see CD's comment pop up. It's just like the coolest thing ever. It brought me so hey. much joy. Could you could you share the link to that platform? Because you know how so it's I write poetry and a lot of people do poetry readings. So I'm imagining, oh, okay, here's my quote unquote music, and it'll be reading a poem, and maybe in the background I'll just have some kind of made up little thing. Because I would love to see people comment on various lines. I think that's a just a, a yeah. It actually it was closed for a year and now it's open, so you can get on it. It's sound.xyz. And I actually think the the book world could take a lot from the innovation that they've done uh, on the smart smart contract side and the user experience side. They've been innovating hardcore, um, and it's blowing up. People have made really good drops there. Um, it's getting a little crazy now that more people are getting on, but that's that's the way Web three goes. <laughs> oh, there's also referral links, so people who share the link can. Uh, get a portion of the proceeds, which is also really cool. Hey, has anybody um, has anybody done an audio book on there yet? Actually, does anybody know? That's something that maybe we should look at. That, that was actually my question. I came up. <laughs> is it, yeah, I'm is definitely it wanting to check this out now. Yeah, is there a limit on the length of the uh, the tracks you can put, or, or I guess an audio book could be chapters. Yeah, I don't think there's a limit on the length, but yeah, chapters makes more sense anyway. It's easy to make a playlist on the platform, so a playlist with each chapter would be awesome, or even a playlist with, like, breaks for, you know, pondering. <laughs> hey, Authored Style, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. Um, so glad to have you up on the stage. No, no, I was saying, I was asking the same question you were. I was trying to see if anyone in the space had created... Um, something on the audiobook side. So, so yeah, I'm just saying, great question. <laughs> okay, so while we're talking about streaming and platforms, I just have to say, like, um, I was looking for something new and interesting to watch on Netflix, and there's this, like, I think I think it's Dutch, um, or maybe it's Swedish, but it's it's basically, it's about the, the platform Spotify being created and the, the streaming service Spotify. And if you guys get are looking for something to watch, it's a little bit slow, but the production values are amazing. The story's amazing. I didn't know much about Spotify, 
and I'm learning through this. It's really cool to see the way that this went down. But what's even cooler is like the production values, the way that they've used innovative writing and the way that they've sort of created uh, a story using very limited sets and a certain number of characters and breaking down the third wall. It's, it's really amazing. I, I got to figure out what the name of it is. I think it's the Spotify story, but I'll, I'll check. Yeah, author, I was just wondering um, if you feel like it. Do you want to uh, take a moment to tell us about yourself, uh, what um, what it is that uh, that you do and what brings you here today? No sure. pressure. If you want to. So, yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah, a lot of you probably know me, uh, DR Smart, on the other side. Um, on this page, I kind of just I go to different um, spaces or I follow different people and I just learn. So I've, I've always learned from everyone in this group here. Um, but just go to different places and kind of show people, hey, this is what's going on on this side of the street. You know, as, as you know, with Twitter, it's like everybody had their own like <laughs> side of the Twitter spaces. But I kind of like, hey, this is what they're doing over here. And I can, you know, I take notes and things like that. And I show people, um, you know, there's many opportunities that are out there. So just kind of you're learning. So I appreciate all the knowledge. For some reason, I wasn't following you before, but I am following you now. So great to have you here, and, and thanks for uh, for sharing sharing what you know and, and sharing your questions. Uh, which, when it comes to the spoken word, I think uh, many of us now have them uh, thanks to um, our our uh, great complement of folks here. Everybody brings something new that I didn't know. Um, so I, I'm always learning from these. That's why I keep coming back, even though it's a very very early often where I am. Okay, so that show is called The Playlist. Um, you guys just add it to your list, and, and I definitely recommend it. It's interesting and fun. Uh, that's all I'll say about that, though. But Cryptoversal, Riona, Odd Writings, uh, everybody, what else are you looking at? Writing-wise, Web3 writers-wise, we've got about five minutes left. Has anybody seen anything interesting or new or exciting this week? I mean, we, we had a call with T2 World today. Sorry to jump in, Cryptoversal. Uh, if you're if you're not on T two, hop on T two. Rihanna put us on to them, and and they're doing big things. I guess the one thing that I would throw out is anybody who is a litizen um, in the Discord. There, I think there's an announcement. Um, they have a uh, opportunity for people to get in with another metaverse. Um, branch i guess called helix they look like they are game driven um but it again never hurts sometimes to be in early with something i haven't yet explored the platform uh, but i did get my code uh which i think they have 50 to give out and i don't think they've all been claimed yet so if you're in the lit discord it might be worth doing if you have time on your hands and want to explore just a new new aspect of the metaverse because one of the things with games and i think this we kind of started out with this is the need for lore. So as writers, um, there may be some opportunities there. Or even, you know, speakers, voice actors, um, artists. Uh, it seems to me that there's there's always potential. Yeah, I just...
working through. I'm, I'm rediscovering old projects of mine that 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 can be uh, extended or updated. Having ideas for new projects, and I've, I've come up with a uh, project twelve, which is a puzzle um, that I'm I'm in the in the in the early stages of of um, experience. I was looking for something to do on Zora, and and I think this is this is it. Um, and it's on Optimism on the Zora platform. And it's going to be um, when their 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 burn mechanism is offline. But when that comes back on, it'll be possible to go through this maze and collect items and burn them to use them to solve puzzles and explore the maze and um, read the read the story that that uh, generates as you make choices on which direction to go in the maze. Um, it's it's. I'm having I'm having fun with it, and and it's it's always about you know doing doing what just you you enjoy and what and what you what you what you have fun with. So so I'm having fun with this one. Yeah, so I can jump in and say Cryptoversal Books. I'm super excited about this project and Indefatigable. I love your song, love your song. I have no idea how to collect it because it won't let me collect it. So I may need your help with that. And then I wanted to say that I just published through my brand new, sparkly new publishing company, Whitney Morgan Media, a book in Web 2. And so it's available worldwide. It's available on Amazon and, and it's in print and ebook and, and the audiobook is shortly coming. And it's also going to be published in Web3. So I am, I have my test case out here and it's called Celebrating Samhain. And so it is a book that celebrates the traditional holiday of Halloween as um, the Celtic people do. And so it's it's a juvenile fiction book, and um, because I wanted to get something out pretty quickly to celebrate the Celtic New Year, and also have something that could showcase what my publishing company can do. And so I thought if I if I'm the writer and I do it, and so I'm looking for a place in Web three to publish it. And so T2 crossed my mind, Indefatigable. I would love to publish it with Paige Dow and that whole new beautiful thing we're putting together. But I think um, we're not ready for that, but we will be eventually. So that's that's what's going on with me. That was my big project and that's what I've been working on. And so I just wanted to share that a little bit. It's amazing, Riona. I love it. And also, congratulations on the publishing company, Cryptoversal. We lost you for some reason, but um, I love what you're doing and everything that you're putting together. Edward, uh, congratulations on getting Arts and Poetry Magazine Volume 2 out. Thomas, Dylan, Daniel, love the fact that Worldview Ethics is happening. Odd Writings, we know that you are always doing amazing things. Indefatigable, the music, let it flow, brother. Now, I just want to say, if you guys have enjoyed the Web3 Writers Hour over this, however long we've been doing this, we are now putting them on Apple Podcasts every week. So these get put up on Apple Podcasts and they're part of the, the Vagabond Magazine BMGM family. So I put the link in the nest, also in the comments. If you guys can go leave us a five-star review if you've enjoyed uh, the Web3 Writers Hour, go leave a five-star review. If you've enjoyed VMGM, go leave a five-star review because that stuff helps and it helps to get the word out there. And more, most importantly, 
what it does is it helps other Web3 writers to find this awesome and amazing community that we're all so fortunate to be a part of. And, you know, we've all benefited from this. We've all benefited from the friendships, the love, the assistance to each other. And we want other writers who are exploring Web3 who want to become involved in this space to find us too. So go leave those reviews and share the links. And that's about all we got. But at the end of this show, I'm based in Hawaii and aloha has always been a concept I love. It means love. It means hello. It means goodbye. It means we all breathe the same air and are the same. All is one. We are all one. So at the end, we typically just open up our mics and just give a nice aloha. So we'll do it at the count of three. One, two, three. Aloha. 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 Aloha.